Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host, Zoe Forsey, and I'm joined, as always, by our royal editor, Russell Myers. Now, we are actually hiding away in the studio today while all of politics in the UK basically breaks outside in the rest of the newsroom. <laughs> so it's quite nice to have a bit, a bit of an escape. Uh, it's been quite a crazy 24 hours uh, in politics. So exciting to talk about some royals. How are you, Russell? I'm all right. I, I am enjoying watching others sort of go crazy, crazy busy. And one of my colleagues actually made a joke today. He said we should all be texting our uh, colleagues in the lobby, which is what they call the, uh, the guys and gals who work in Westminster and just text them. Are you busy? Are you busy today? <laughs> so, you know, I, I haven't done because I thought that would be rather cruel. But obviously, if you are following, um, you know, even a cursory glance of British politics, it seems that the the world is ending for the Tory party so uh, we wait with bated breath to see how long Boris Johnson's still in the job however the royal wheels keep on turning and we've had some uh, we've had some rather nice engagements this week it's been, you know what it's been a really lovely week actually it's been a nice it feels very summery because obviously we've had Wimbledon we had those new photos of Camilla the Queen's in Sandringham They've been in Wales. It's been lovely. But let's kick off with Wimbledon. Now, before we start Mm. talking about this, because uh, Prince William and Kate were there yesterday, which is Tuesday for us recording now. But I was surprised we didn't see them earlier because Kate normally goes in the first couple of days, doesn't she? But we're, you know, on the gosh what third, we are the business yeah. ends, definitely this is what's well, the final week isn't it we're already into semi-finals for the men and the, the women will be playing the quarterfinals today um i mean it's raced through as well i mean i didn't even know it was happening for, until it was like a couple of days in yeah and now suddenly i've turned on the news yesterday and we were already at quarterfinal into semi-final stage but you know, as you said um kate and william were there yesterday they had sort of uh, hot-footed it over from the uh, centre court over to court one to watch Cameron Norrie, who is our new British sensation, even though he was born in South Africa. I mean, we still, we seem to steal <laughs> everyone. <laughs> his parents, his, 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 his mum's Welsh and his dad's English. Dad's Scottish, Scottish, yeah. And then Scottish. they lived in South Africa. Then they moved to, to uh, New Zealand. Then he... He came over back over to the UK when he was 60. I looked all this up yesterday because I'd never heard of him. <laughs> no, he's neither did I. Yeah. He did he play American college radar. tennis as well? He did. He went to Texas. I think it's T Texas University. It's TCU or something like that. Someone one of our American cousins will be able to correct me. But yeah, he was he was at a university in um uh, I think it's TCU, Texan Uni- Christian University, and he was there for a few years. And obviously now he's back here playing on the tour. He's This is his best result ever that he's had. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get behind him. Yeah, it I mean, good. he's only... He's only got to beat no- uh, Novak Djokovic, who's, uh, who's going for yeah, <laughs> I think a, a not, probably a not breaking some more records. But, um, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a lot to do, but it was a thrilling five-setter. You saw uh, Kate Williams sort of biting their nails, cheering for him yesterday. I love all those pictures. But um, it's been a wild 24 hours, as we said at the top of the show, in British politics. So sort of things that would have got much... You could imagine sort of a big double-page spreads, loads of uh, banners on websites of of Kate and William at the the tennis. And unfortunately, it probably didn't get as much play, excuse the pun, as it would have normally done because... um, because of everything that's been going on, but it was a, it was a, it was, a, it was a good season at Wimbledon, and of course, Kate. Will, I imagine we'll be seeing her 
a couple of more times before the week is out. Well, definitely. And we did actually get them on the banner. They timed it well. I was very happy. We got them. We got a bit of Royal on the Mirror website before all of politics broke. So I was very chuffed about that. But it was that first moment when they arrived, which was lovely because they were sitting in front of uh, David Walliams, who's a very famous British presenter comedian comedian bit of everything and yet they were having a nice little introduction to to them weren't they and uh, david's mum had it look very excited to meet a royal which is really cute um there was also a nice they were sitting uh carol and michael middleton were sitting a few seats up there was a lovely moment where we saw kate blow her mum and dad a kiss which was really cute we obviously know the whole family are massive tennis fans so no surprise we saw them there and did you spot a moment that i didn't see actually but lots of people on twitter did uh, Will's got caught getting you know they always get very into it he was caught getting very into it and some people think they saw him go <laughs> oh no no not and then and a, then a, the F-bomb. an F-bomb which oh I wish I had like a bleep thing I've never you know like where, when people swear on TV shows and they get to do like I'm, it to be beeped I'm out not too sure do you not think it was that I don't know. I, I tried to watch it a couple of times. I, don't I know, did the same. People being yeah. a bit cheeky, but it was quite funny. It, it was, was very funny. <laughs> <quite> funny. <laughs> now, Kate looked gorgeous. She was re- re-wearing her Alessandra Rich blue polka dot dress, which, if you remember, is the one she wore for that surprise visit to a street party uh, in Kensington yes. on the last day of the Jubilee, which was lovely to see her in that. And obviously, we know she loves a re-wear, but to see her wear the same outfits, outfit so close together is quite unusual for her, because that's what within the same month yeah within a month was great uh, so she's obviously oh a big God. fan of it it's just so ludicrous isn't it wearing the same outfit you know what i know we always say it and we get a lot everyone gets a lot of stick for saying like oh isn't she good for recycling a dress but to wear a dress straight in a month you speak to our sarah bradbury i bet she wouldn't wear the same dress if it was going to go on instagram within a month <laughs> that, Very that true. is a thing Very that true. girls have so i will stand by that she teamed it so this is if anyone's not familiar with it we will put some pictures on instagram but this is the kind of three-quarter length sleeves the high neck the waist belt it's kind of a light blue polka dot uh midi length Length, uh, hemline it's really nice she teamed it with a small white leather handbag which was uh, mulberry um, and her shoes are the uh, from the same designer as the dress these sling back heels and she's actually worn these quite a lot lately so potentially a new favorite um really kind of a different shoe for her but she looked lovely in them i'm a big fan um if, uh, what do you think of the dress russell the big, the big question well, I, I'm a big fan. I love love the summer vibes. What's not to like? There we go. There we go. See, Sarah, Sarah would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really good to see them back at Wimbledon. I love seeing Kate there because I think it's one of those times we get to see her just absolutely loving life and I think enjoying being a royal. You know, that's the best seats in the house for it, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad gig, is it? Especially as it classes work as well, which I always find hilarious. Yeah, which is always good. And yeah, <laughs> nice seeing her with her mum and dad as well, which I think is really cute. I wonder if we see, we'll see Pippa later on in the competition because she normally takes her along as well, doesn't she? And she just had a baby. She just had another baby, didn't she? Or she's well, pregnant again. I suppose, yeah. What, watching it from the sofa. Watching it from home then, maybe. Now, speaking of Kate, she she's also done some, she's been out taking photos as well, hasn't she? The new photo of Camilla, which is the front of a special edition of Country Life magazine. Yes, well, it's the 125th anniversary of Country Life magazine. I know you're an avid reader. 
and uh, a, a rambler at heart, I know. I know, um, my, the, two, it, the two house plants I've got in my <laughs> teeny tiny London gardenless yeah. flat is the kind of the closest I get to the countryside at the moment. And it's, uh, it's Camilla's 75th birthday in just a few days, so it's been a sort of joint celebration for the magazine. But what I found really, really nice about this is that Duchess of Cambridge, who we know is sort of a very accomplished amateur snapper and uh, takes all the kids' photos for the sort of birthdays and Father's Day and sort of lots of commemorations over the last few years, um, she got behind the camera and is uh, and has had her work published on the on the front page of Country Life and on the inside, and it was some really nice photographs of Camilla, and um, you know Camilla sort of becoming the third royal to uh, to to feature on the front cover and guest edit Country Life. Her husband, the Prince of Wales, has done it a couple of times before. Uh, Princess Anne has also done it, so she's uh, she's following in good stead and um lots of talk about her love of the countryside how she likes to relax you know she's an avid reader so it's a it's a decent read and it is out today i believe oh is it oh lovely how exciting i've not managed to pick up a, a copy yet um but this obviously commission that kate did taking the official photos from it, i've actually got a quote here from the magazine's magic managing editor Paula Lester who said we couldn't be happier with the results in fact the set of images Kate took was so good that we struggled to choose only three from which the Duchess made her final selection so it sounds like she did well Uh, she also said that uh, Kate took her commission very seriously and was incredibly professional about the task at hand she phoned me to discuss our requirements for the cover and composed a range of beautifully shot images and they said they'd have her back for another job so maybe you know Kate's got well, if the royal gig doesn't work out <laughs> exactly. for her, then you can get a job at Country Life. A good one for the CV, <laughs> which I loved. And did you see the behind-the-scenes photo that the uh, magazine's Twitter page it tweeted as well, which I is did. really cute? I did, yeah, too. it was nice thing. Obviously, we see Kate, we see Kate's work, but it's rarely seeing her kind of, you know, she's kind of like, you know, crouched down, wasn't she? In mm, the in mm. the pose, I'm sure Ian Vogler would be very proud um, of giving her you know, really getting into it. Obviously, she was dressed down for it. She's in jeans, trainers. You know, you can't be taking pictures like that on grass in heels. So, yeah, and a nice blazer, which was lovely. Um, and it's going to be a feature of a documentary as well, isn't it? It is. And this is part of an ITV documentary, sort of, again, to celebrate Camilla's 75th uh, birthday. And I think there's, you know, a big landmark We've been talking quite a lot on the podcast about how she's uh, sort of really coming to her own with some big, big issues. Not only children's literacy, she, she created the Dutch Cornwall's Reading Room, which has gone from strength to strength on the Instagram. But also, I think her, one of the pillars of her work has been speaking about domestic violence. And that has not only been in the UK, it's also been in you know, Canada. We saw her speaking... We saw her speaking recently with uh, community groups in Rwanda as well. She's done it in Nigeria. So she's really sort of spreading a, a, a huge and wide and varied message, not only to help women who have suffered um, in the UK, which is obviously very close to home. It's her bread and butter, the things she's doing every week. But to have these community associations all throughout the world is something I think is going. we are going to be seeing more. And she's also said that, when she does become queen it's not some this is something you can't just give up lightly and I think that's really really telling that she feels as though there is a, a, a huge job to do in this sphere and she doesn't want to give it up when uh when she takes well you know, one of the top jobs which is um which is very interesting because it all 
people speak about Charles and what sort of king he will be and whether he'll have to sort of give up doing speeches at COP or doing speeches at the UN or at the uh, heads of of Commonwealth government meetings and so on and so forth. I don't think he will be. And I think that that's something that they're very, very much aligned on and will be using their platform even further. So you you, you see that she was, when I was um, in Rwanda, with uh, with Camilla just a couple of weeks ago, she d- did this you know, huge speech in front of world leaders, um, lots of very eminent campaigners, both uh, in Rwanda throughout Africa. Uh, and this is something that um, that that she obviously, I don't say so, feels comfortable. I still think she struggles internally with the with the public speaking aspect of it, but. Again, putting herself out there, talking about personal experiences is um, is something that can't be underestimated. Definitely. And it would be really good to see that from her. So remind us when that documentary is on. I think it's uh, so her birthday is next week and it will be in conjunction with the birthday. And I will try and find out when it is going to air um internationally as well because itv have got have have done it and it will uh no doubt no doubt they'll be selling the rights uh, across the world as well definitely well, i'm looking forward to seeing that i love these kind of fly on the wall things and actually from the trailer i noticed you, do you remember you mentioned it on the podcast a few weeks ago when she popped into a shop and bought a jubilee mug they've got that clip <laughs> yeah, in there when she's got a collection of yeah them. exactly extraordinary which is great Absolutely now bizarre. speaking about camilla's work and what she's been up to they charles and camilla have been in wales haven't they Yes, well, we're on Wednesday today, which so they are in the middle of a three-day visit, which is, um, I mean, it's a jam-packed schedule, as we've come to expect from them. Yesterday, they were visiting the BBC, which Camilla, I mean, we do know that she's, uh, I think she does this purposefully because she knows that the journalists are there. She knows exactly what's going to get picked up. And um, another little nugget, because we know that she loves sort of crime fiction. She was speaking to the presenters of the Crime Watch show, which is a big show here in the UK, which goes... Oh, brilliant. um, And she was telling them how she loves watching the show and and listening about all the sort of crimes that have been committed all throughout the UK, how the uh, police officers and the detectives go about fighting crime. Um, So again, another an incredible window into her world. And if you've never seen Crime Watch, it's sort of like, how would you describe it? It's sort of like a, a detective show, but presented by um, TV presenters on the BBC. Well, it's real, it's real stories, isn't it? It's real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's trying to life, hunt so. down, you know, and find real criminals life and real print. life and Absolutely. Re, uh, reenact scenes to hopefully trigger people's memories of, you know, uh, crimes that police are struggling yes. to yes. you know catch people for so it's really it's a great program so she's uh so she's a confession confess she was a, a big big fan of the show also visiting the B, uh, bbc in wales uh, the sort of new center in cardiff as well um what else have they been doing today they are going to be uh visiting the national literary trust as um as mentioned camilla has really taken on on board this one of the big pillars of her work is is, is children's literacy not only children's children literacy across the board i would say but mainly focus on kids and about because you're know, trying to get them to read and develop good habits um also going to be speaking to uh another uh, domestic violence group called rise which is again a huge huge pillar of her work as we've discussed earlier um and prince of wales is going to be visiting the pembrokeshire coast and you've, you have never been to the pembrokeshire coast oh, I haven't. Absolute, oh my gosh i mean i spent we spent um about just short of two weeks a couple of years ago sort of driving all around the pembrokeshire coast and it is absolutely 
absolutely stunning. So it's the 200th anniversary of the Coast Guard in Wales and uh, and Charles is going to be visiting some of the national parks out there, walking some of the Wales coast path, which is absolutely glorious. Hopefully the weather Lovely. will be quite nice as it's not too yeah, bad Yeah, it's today. meant to so, be, isn't it? Yeah, j- j- jam, jam-packed, uh, jam-packed uh, level of events. So um, tomorrow will be the last day and uh, going out to visit community leaders, checking on how people are doing sort of post covid with the covid recovery so um yeah i'm sure the the people of wales will be out forced to greet them lovely and princess anne she's been in northern ireland hasn't she she went to the st john's ambulance cadets 100 anniversary 100th anniversary uh which looks good and she also did a uh she did a garden party at Hillsborough Castle. Um, so lovely photos of her kind of in her in all her uniform and trying lots of fun things, uh, which is exciting. And also the Queen's in Sandringham, isn't she? Yeah, she's taking a little break, definitely. I think this is, um, you know, the, the, the royals normally do, do, do take August off. So I think there's, a, uh, it seems as though it's quite a lot of activity in the, in the, the, the devolved nations as well. Um, as we said, the um, uh, Prince Charles and, and Camilla visiting Wales today, as you just mentioned, Prince Anne, Prince Anne has been out and about. And before the sort of recess, as, a, as, a, as you were, I think that uh, the, the Queen's gone to Sandringham to check out the big house, check out what's been doing there, check on the farm. She'll be staying at Wood Farm, I understand, which is obviously Prince Philip's um, former abode. Um, and then imagine the, we'll get to see the Royals up in Scotland. Well, we did see the Royals up in Scotland last week, actually. There was a lot, a lot of activity after um, uh, after uh, Rwanda, Scotland, Scotland week. And we've got uh, we've got a lot to look forward to to see them out and about. I imagine in Scotland altogether having a bit of holiday time. So you, you think there will be some activity picture wise. But yeah, they do normally take August off for a little bit of a break. And you never know, maybe me and you will get a break as well. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my hopes on that one. One of the things to mention what I that I really loved is you know, obviously the Queen's in Sandringham, she's she was driving out to see her horses and there was a great picture of some dog walkers who were just like casually walking across up the street have you seen them and like look over at the car and they're just like oh hang on and the queen's just sitting there with like a little you know kind of her and her driver have got like a little smile on their face like yeah (laughs) which i love but they always say that about sandringham isn't it it's one of those places where they are just not normal let's not go that far but you know they are just quite regularly seen out and about which is lovely yeah a bit more a bit more relaxed sort of on their on their own turf as it were yeah you can't can't quite do that in london i think a tourist or a thousand would spot you if you just yeah. if she just came out the front gates um, at the palace. Now, Prince Andrew, there's been another update on his the kind of ongoing. Well, I say debate. It's not really debate because it's I know it's something that's upsetting a lot of people. But his uh, refusal to speak to the FBI. What do we well, know about indeed. this? Well, I think the pressure is mounting up once again because after Guillaume Maxwell was sentenced to twenty years for trafficking young girls to Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, there is an awful lot of pressure coming on uh, on top from uh, lawyers representing further victims of Maxwell and Epstein. And certainly they have been calling for the FBI to ramp up the pressure on associates of those two. So who would that involve? A lot of people are saying, of course, that would involve Prince Andrew. Now, my understanding, I wrote a story last week, is that Prince Andrew has absolutely no intention of putting himself forward to speak to the FBI. And that goes against 
what he's been saying, you know, all along. He said it in the uh, Newsnight interview. He said it uh, in statements uh, post that interview and post him having to step back from his, uh, his, his, his frontline royal duties. And certainly this would be a marked shift from his... Um, from his public statements. Now, he's, he has paid £12 million to Virginia Giffray to settle that case against her out of court, um, and he considers the matter closed. How much uh, the FBI or other US investigators will agree with him on that, that point remains to be seen, but um, certainly he's not going to be putting himself forward. Um, and I, I imagine his lawyers would want him to... to to put himself forward either. So let's just wait and see. I think this is uh, something that Andrew probably would have thought would have, uh, would have gone away. And um, it's, uh, it's probably going to raise its head, head again, you know, I imagine, because the lawyers will, uh, will definitely want another big beast to take down. And um, we've seen that with the Me Too move- movement, when, uh, when other people started speaking out, then there was more evidence and more associates of these people had to be spoken to. So I don't think Prince Andrew is in the clear, um, at all at the moment. So uh, he may want to keep his head down and sort of uh, not be still making noises about returning to frontline royal duties, because I think that is a long way off at the moment. What is nice, because obviously where this, there's always been the rumble in the background of kind of everything going on with Prince Andrew, but it's been really lovely the last couple of weeks, actually. We've seen, I feel we've seen a lot of Princess Beatrice. She's been having a great time. She's been to Glastonbury. She went to the Rolling Stones at Hyde Park. She's had a, yeah, she's had a really good time. Her and Edo have been kind of, I think, making the most of those royal passes, haven't they? They have indeed, yeah, yeah. She's, I mean, I always feel sorry for the for the for the girls. I mean, it was certainly Beatrice as well because she was in the room. I mean, we've, we've been reading quite a lot about the behind the scenes, what's been happening because Sam McAllister, uh, the one of the producers who who worked um, for Newsnight at the time and was one of the fixers who actually got the interview to uh, to happen that we're still talking about all these years later. She's just released her book called Scoops. I think it's called Behind the Scenes of Some of the BBC's Biggest Tales. And uh, and she was, I mean, we, we knew uh, quite a lot of this, but about how Andrew and his people, his uh, private secretary, and indeed his daughter, who was in the room, thought that he'd uh, he'd done a remarkable job. I mean, it's just um, absolutely ridiculous how they may have would have even thought that. But that tells you a lot about the people that Andrew has been uh, sort of surrounding himself with, both then and now. And uh, and certainly, I don't I don't think they've learned any lessons, have they? Because you know, there's been an awful lot of talk about Andrew trying to position himself in a way that he would uh, find a way back for himself. Um, for royal duties and I I think that it's just um, ridiculous I don't think that's got any chance happening at the moment but again it's really nice to see the girls I say the girls they're not girls the the, the successful women Um, and because Eugenie's been out as well hasn't she she's been doing because there's obviously still the events rumbling on about her possibly moving to uh, Portugal and we've seen her this week she's been at the uh, United Nations um, Ocean Conference which there's been she's been posting some great photos on Instagram about it I'm not sure if you've caught them all but obviously we know that's something she's really um, really invested in and she's spoken a lot over the time Uh, so just to give you some of the facts from this uh, so a hundred more than 100 countries have pledged 
the to the 30 times 30 campaign in which they aim to project 30% of the world's oceans by 2030, uh, which is really exciting. And Australia is committing 1.2 billion to preserve and restore the Great Barrier Reef. So some really interesting uh, stuff there and really good to see her really promoting the causes that she's passionate about. Yeah, I think, you know, they're probably, they've had a rough time, haven't they? So the, the, the issue is they probably want to be able to get on with their own lives and and, and work on causes like this. And, and who could blame them, to be honest? Which is what I'm trying to do, move it away, and you keep bringing well, it back indeed. to Andrew. You are doing the Lord's work. You are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> but one thing I will have to mention, and I say this with the nicest way possible because we've all been there. I'm there quite a lot because I'm always a nightmare with my bank card and I accidentally take the wrong one out. But Be- Princess Beatrice had a bit of an awkward moment at Glastonbury, didn't she? Where she went up to the bar to buy some drinks and her card got declined or didn't go through or didn't work. And I as I said, I'm though. a nightmare. If I always take, you know, you always take the wrong card out or I, you know, you do the wrong pin because you're thinking about the two cards in a muddle. And I did really feel for her there, didn't, didn't you? Well, I did. I mean, I, I'm sure Edo came to the rescue and sort of uh, <laughs> managed to spare her blushes. But how how unfortunate that you're getting um, people behind you and then they go they go to the newspapers. It's it is unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine turning? Oh God! Like tutting at the front of the queue. What's the hold up? I want my I want my pint. And her turning around and being like, Oh, okay. It's probably not just that they don't have any money. It's probably yeah. just a bit yeah. of a, <laughs> a bit of a technical thing. Now, what do we have coming up this week? What do we have coming up? I mean, we've got, you know, I do think we're going to see the uh, the Cambridges or, or, or even just um, Kate at Wimbledon. Wimbledon is reaching its climax. I mean, anything that does happen, to be honest, is going to get t- absolutely overtaken by the world of politics. So um, I think the uh, we, we, we may not be seeing too much raw news about, but definitely we've got the climax of um, Charles and Camilla's trip to Wales tomorrow and then uh, and so I imagine we might see a little bit of a pick up before wind down before August so um so watch this space and obviously depending on what happens with Boris Johnson if he does end up stepping down it'll be another another prime minister for the queen won't it because obviously she's worked with so many politicians over the years so she'll have a new relationship to build there and she obviously has it you know it's it's her officially well, her parliament presume, so keeping a close eye that, we're presuming that he steps down i mean he's got a oh, yeah. skin of a rhinoceros i did so say with uh, a big with a big with a big if at the start yeah of let's that, say let's wait and see what happens yeah oh to be a fly on the wall in their conversations to find Absolutely. out what they all found of it lovely right well thank you so much for joining me russell and thank you to everyone for listening this week as always we are on twitter and instagram at pod save and until next time pod save the queen 